Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Boston Garden. And now, let's meet the starters for the Boston Celtics. Celtics Stuff Live. With your hosts, Justin Poulin and John Dukes. Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics. I'm your host, Justin Poulin. <laughs> that over there is John Bobblehead Duke. <laughs> Trying to crack me up during the uh, the intro there, but hey! 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 People are looking at the Celtics, six, like the sixth best team in the league. They're four and one. They're sitting up above Milwaukee and Toronto right now. We knew that that you were right. That New York game, definitely a little bit of a sleep, potential sleep attack on the Celtics, but the injuries, you know, at some point, it's just tough. The depth just isn't there yet. And so getting somebody like Jalen Brown and Ennis Canner back would boy help this team quite a bit, um, especially in, in games like that. But at the same time, they find a way to pull it off. Jason Tatum hits a game winner and the team is just legit fun to watch. Even if they had lost that game, I don't think my mood would have gotten sour. No. Well, yeah. I mean, like, look, last year those games were, you know, they were 20 point losses, right? I mean, that's, that was always the issue and, and you never knew it was going to fall off the edge. And it's just, it's so nice just to see, forget the record. I mean, the record's nice. I'm not saying that it doesn't matter. It, it matters a lot actually, uh, because I was very, you know, um, concerned about how the Celtics could do in the, in the early going, but four and one is amazing, but, but probably more importantly, the way that they've looked in doing so, uh, I know that since the weekend, there's been a lot of, well, there are problems, though they're four and one. There's been a lot of think pieces about that. But look, if you told me they were four and one after this and, and really played really well against Milwaukee, played really well against Toronto with or without Kawhi Leonard, I don't care. I mean, that's, that's a solid win right there. And, and I thought they played Decently, both teams were uneven against Philly. So to look back on five games, I, I, I'm I'm all for it. And and looking at it was as they go on the road here, there's some there's some easier teams to face out on the road. So all things considered, I think there's a lot to be to be happy about. And I think a lot of the the negativity will probably bear itself out. It's what's going to happen when you have a a 
bench full of rookie players. They're just they're, everyone's unproven, you know. And when you have injuries and you have to pull what you do have of players who have been there, done that, know what they're doing. Uh, you know, you pull a Marcus Smart into the starting lineup. You know, you pull, you remove Ennis Cantor from the situation. Uh, you know, you, you remove Rob Williams from the situation. I mean, look, that's you're <laughs> you're going to be laid bare there a little. You're getting bit, thin. Right? Yeah, you're yeah. getting thin. And speaking of thinning out, Carson Edwards just about sick oh. of it after lighting oh. up the summer league and lighting up preseason, and then. Total rookie jitters, just not quite, just not as precise. He's getting open looks, or he's at least freeing himself up as much as he did in summer league and preseason. It's not like the defenses are so much faster that they're bothering his shot. Like, he's getting looks. He's getting a clean shot off. They're just not falling. So what does he do? Ah, he cuts his hair. Cuts it off. like Sponsored by Manscaped. Five, five games into the season and he's had it. He has had enough. He is going streamlined rally cap, shaving it down, baby, shaving it down. And, and I like Ojale it. too. Ojale too did that today. Oh, I missed that. Ojale yeah. too. What does so he even look like? I loved his hair. You got Jalen. Now you got, you got, uh, baby palm tree man and now we're, we're at Ojale. So. All right. So here's the thing. Crazy. Carson, Carson looks better. Does look better. It looks good. Yeah. Ojale and Brown, I think, I haven't seen Ojale yet. I'm going to look it up right now, but something tells me that Ojale does not look better either. I think he, I think he's fine. You know, it's I no good for Brown, dude. It's no good for Brown. I don't know. I don't know. I thought, I thought he had done, he had done his, uh, he kind of been over that with the, the high top fade. I think it was time to do something different. You know, the question, and I think it worked out well for him. He played well under that. So look, I don't, I don't take nothing away from Carson Edwards and Semi Ojale to say like, you know what? You know, those, those dreads didn't have any buckets in them. And so now they're going to, they shave him off and, and now they're going to do what Jalen is, is really light the world on fire. Sounds good to me. I'm down, dude. I am down. You know what though? Carson Edwards, at least he acknowledged, you know what I mean? Like he's off. He's off. He knows he's off. And, you know, it's just little things like this. It reminds you of playing on the high school team or the junior high team or whatever. Like you would do those things that were fun to just kind of like shake the rust off and get the get you out of your head, you know, stay loose and all that. And that's, again, a big difference from last year. They're just doing little things like that to just try to have fun with it and keep keep it light and just go out there and. And play the game. So I'm pumped, dude. I'm pumped about this team. I'm really enjoying, uh, everything that they are putting out on the court right now. It will be better when, when you have, you know, a little bit better health, but that's the way it goes early in the season. And certainly the Celtics aren't the only ones fighting through health issues. It feels like my whole fantasy team is totally on the shelf and they're not even people would like, you know what I mean? Like injury yeah. histories. Like it's just bizarre stuff. So even the Clippers getting punished a little bit in the early going. And, you know, you look at a team like the Houston Rockets and they're fully healthy and they lose to a Miami team. And that is right up there at the top of the Eastern Conference with us. Do you think that's sustainable? Like I know we're here to talk about the Celtics, but do you think that Miami thing is a fluke or do you think it's sustainable? Because everybody's going, oh, yeah, they kicked the crap out of the Rockets, so it's legit. And I don't think one game ever is legit. 
Well, especially with Houston, I'm not sure what to make of Houston right now. There's, they're all over the map and, and more off the map. <laughs> they've, they've not looked good in, in, in number of different instances. Not only losing, you know, having a big, a big lead and then blowing it against the Bucks, but, I think, I think Miami could be for real. Uh, you know, their lone loss, uh, you know, came to Minnesota. Um, you know, but at the same point, you know, they, so they, they beat Milwaukee just as the Celtics did, but it was Memphis, Atlanta without, um, uh, without, uh, you know, without Trey, uh, you know, and, and then, you know, they go and they, they beat Houston by a big number. I mean, I, I think that there's something there for real. I think they're going to push for a home court in the first round. I've thought that really throughout. I thought they were going to be a tough out this year. Uh, we're certainly seeing Indiana's kind of going the other direction. Uh, Charlotte's 500, which no one would have guessed at this point in time. Uh, but, but I think, yeah, I think Miami is a playoff contender. Uh, I don't think they're at Boston's level. We'll find out soon enough. It, it, to me, it's, they have a lot of pieces that are clicking and, and none coming in and Tyler Hero coming in and really kind of adding some support there. And, you know, they've been without Jimmy Butler a couple times too with, due to the birth of uh, his child. So they, I think it'll be interesting. I don't expect to see them as a two seed when we get to just undrafted, January. undrafted none though. Crazy, huh? Guess who picked yeah. him up in his fantasy team? Me. All right, everybody. Follow Celtic Stuff Live on Twitter at CSL underscore Tweet Live, as well as your host. I'm at CSL underscore Justin. John is at CSL underscore Duke. The entire CLNS Media Network at CLNS Media, Facebook.com slash CLNS fans. And download the CLNS Media app for iOS and Android. Simply search CLNS Media in your app marketplace. YouTube.com slash CLNS Media for high definition, full length locker room interviews. And the Garden Report. Yeah, baby. And yours truly, Celtic Stuff Live. Like it? I like it. Yeah, yeah. That's good Try stuff. To, I mean, I read this every week. Yes. Every week little, I read this. Little, little tweak. Little little turn to gotta it. got to play with it a little bit. You know what I mean? So, I like that. by the way, Shemi kind of reminds me a little bit of Marcus Morris. <laughs> Do you see it? Like if you got, uh, got the beard out a little bit more. Oh, you're saying looks. I thought we were talking yeah, about game. I'm like, like no. Where are we going with that? No, no, look at there's a couple of pictures. I think this is Forsberg's Twitter. But he's like straight on looking at the camera and he's got the beard up a little bit. Uh-huh. It's kind of looking up. And he looks a little bit like Marcus Morris to me. Wow. Interesting. I, geez. I you know, you're right with the uh Certainly with the hair, no one would, would make that comparison, you know, but I think he looks like, like supersized Kemba a little bit. Oh, I can see that. Yep. You know, he doesn't have the, the little right He's on the, not skinny. You know, he's like beefy right. Kemba. Right. He's like, you know, uh, he's beach body Kemba. Yeah. He, it's before <laughs> and after. And, and truthfully, he's pretty damn good. <laughs> if, I was, if I was built like Kemba, I don't think I'd do anything different. But uh, hey, if uh, if I look like Shemmy, that wouldn't be so bad either. So yeah, that's all good. <laughs> oh, dude, that was heading into the Ojeley factory, you know, punching the clock, doing the thing. Anyway, yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, jeez. Yep. If that guy can make a shot, commercial before you know it. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, that's the thing about the Celtics. He could be like the Hulk version, right? Like David Banner is Kemba and Shemi is the, is the Hulk. Don't make me angry. You won't <laughs> like me if I'm angry. <laughs> the problem is when you, when you make him uh, angry, that there's a problem with that. The problem is that you end up shooting, let's see, uh, 24% from three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your utilization rate definitely Eagles. goes down. He's over over the season so far from three. Uh, That's why I cut yeah. his hair. That yeah, don't make him angry, please. <laughs> That's not good for us right now. Do you think he can turn it around? Uh, Talking about the fence. Yeah, yeah. Do you think he gets a couple shots going? Do no, you think he can, I think no? this is. I think this is who he's been. He's yeah. He's like right on the cusp there and he plays great defense against Giannis and he's a nice little piece, but I, I think the window's closing for Shemi. I really do. And, uh, not in that Jordan Mickey way. I think he could be serviceable, but he's always been more of a three and D guy. You know, he's never been one to drive to the rim despite the fact that he'd be an absolute truck if he did and anybody who got in his way would pay. It's too, I don't know if he just doesn't have the, does he just not have that first step? Is that why he can't get around the corner? To get in there, I don't know what it is. And why don't they have him cut more? Is it a hands thing that he can't receive the pass on the move? I don't know. But none of that stuff is in his game. He's parked out pretty much beyond the three-point line when he's out there, and that's his role, right? And then defensively, they call on him to body up a big when, you know, they're an undersized team. Not just, they don't just call upon him for Giannis, although that's going to be his claim to fame in Celtics lore. You know, when he finally moves on and Giannis has a huge game against the Celtics and takes him out, you know, we're all going to be like, remember when we had Shemi Ojale? Oh, it was great. You could just call his number and he'd come in and take care of it, you know, and like, we'll miss that. But, um, but I think that's, I don't think he, I don't think he ever had it to turn it. Like when you say turn it around, it gives the impression like he was always knocking down threes reliably, and I really never got the sense that he did. Now, Carson Edwards is totally different. Uh, you know, he's a shooter, and I think he definitely, you know, if anything, he's a little bit of an overshooter. Like, he's trying to shoot his way into it on this team, and they're letting him take the shots to get there, and it's just not happening. Do I think he'll turn it around? Yeah, I do. I think this is who Shemi is. Maybe not over, but he's, I just don't think he's like a major. Three point. I would. I would not want to be putting the ball in his hands beyond the arc on a regular basis ever. Yeah. I no. I. I I'm. I'm. It's sad to say because I, I think he's working on it. I think he's working on it probably as much as anybody. But it just seems to not. Extremely likable player. Extremely likable sure. player. But I. I don't know that he's going to get over that hump. Nope. Yeah. I. You know. He has right now. There's only two players that have uh, fewer points than he does on the team. And, uh, one of those is Poirier and one of his Taco Fall. And <laughs> that's a pretty sad statement when you look at the so, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, he's got 64 minutes played. Poirier is a fifth of that. Uh, you know, and, and Taco only played four minutes. So it's not even one tenth of it. So, and you know, it's not about, Ojale's value is not necessarily on the offensive end, but that's he's got to be a threat. He's got to be something, and, and for whatever reason, it, whenever he's playing on this team, he struggles, and he has struggled consistently uh, throughout his Celtics career here. And now you're entering year three, 
it's it's somewhat puzzling how bad it's been because I don't know. I mean, certainly the the, the amount of time he's put into it belies that uh, type of um, you know response you know response and production. And yet we're entering year three, and you know, you've got to believe that Robert Williams just his numbers are excuse me, it's not Williams Grant Williams. He's someone who you look more and more to and just say, well, at least he can do X, Y, and Z. You know, he can be a scorer. He can do, um, he can just provide a little bit more for us right now. And it's a little bit interesting because there have been a couple of lineups that they have put Grant with Shemi, which I would think is completely bizarre. Uh, I don't really see the, to me, it's kind of one or the other thing, but you know, in the last couple of games, and maybe that's dictated by who's been out. Uh, as you said, Jalen, Robert Williams, and Ennis, that's, you know, they're just, maybe they're just trying to play what they can. I don't know. But the bench is in a tough spot. They have not scored well. They have not played well. Uh, and other than Grant's, you know, he had a good last, good last weekend. Um, not so great against Milwaukee, not so great against, uh, the Knicks there on Friday night. Um, and, and they need more from that bench, but they should get it. Uh, once, once, uh, they have some health, uh, and it should come. But Carson Edwards, Carson Edwards needs to, he, he's cut the hair off, so now he's ready to make his buckets, right? That's all it's gonna take. I legitimately think that having some fun with it could shake the rust off of him, and that's kind of my point. Is yeah. like, he's new and we've seen him do otherwise. And I don't think that's the case with Shemi. I don't think we've seen him ever get on fire. But defensively, he's a serviceable piece. You can definitely bring him in in certain minutes and especially on this squad. So it's not, I'm not down on Shemi. I just, I don't see him turning around the shooting per se. Um, I just don't think that's, I, I'm just not sure that's his role. Um, all right. What else we got? I'll tell you what we got. I'll tell you this right now. Football season is in full swing. Get into the game with our exclusive <laughs> sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional ball. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser. Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. You can even bet on wild prop bets, like who will be the first head coach to get canned. Well, you can who bet on that be? Yeah, you can bet on that next year. Will the Dolphins win a game? You can bet on that one next year, too. Uh-oh. Get the fastest to market odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use promo code CLNS50. You want to know why? You're going to receive why? 50%. That's right, 50% welcome bonus, Woo. betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And guess what? Another sponsor, Express <gasps> what? V. What you say? Another? Yes, another. And it's <laughs> stressful. It's stressful. No, expressful. Oh, expressful. Okay, oh. okay. I got you. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Express VPN. Hey. Everybody knows that I complain about my ability to watch the Celtics since I moved from Maine to Pennsylvania. So that's right. Here I am in Pennsylvania, and I love watching my Celtics, and it used to be a big pain for me because they don't always show their games in my area. But this season, I discovered an amazing trick that lets me watch every single NBA game live for a fraction of the normal cost. It's called ExpressVPN, and here's how it works. The NBA offers the NBA League Pass. 
It lets you stream games online, but if you live in the U.S. or Canada, it doesn't let you watch all of them. Some games are blacked out. So what do you do? You fire up ExpressVPN and you use it to change your location to a different country. Buy and use the NBA League Pass from there and boom, no blackouts. And depending on the country, NBA League Pass could cost less than 15 bucks for a whole year. Which makes me wonder why we're paying 160 in the U.S. That's a side thing. ExpressVPN works on your computer, phone, router, and consoles like Fire TV so you can watch all the games from any device. Even when I'm not watching the NBA, I have ExpressVPN on 24-7 because it also encrypts all my data, keeping it safe from hackers. Enjoy all 1,230 games of the NBA season in HD with the world's most trusted VPN, ExpressVPN. And guess what? Because you're a loyal listener, baby. Get out. Use my... (laughs) Get out. Use my <laughs> special link today to get three months free at expressvpn.com slash CSL, after which you can sign up for NBA League Pass at Do a it. huge discount. That's expressvpn.com slash CSL for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com Visit expressvpn.com slash CSL to learn more. All right, John. Wow. What do you, you want to go into as we wrap up the second half of the show? Get ready well, for outtakes. I, you know, there's, uh, okay. So I listened to the Hoop Collective podcast, uh, partly because I really, really like, um, my man, uh, <laughs> Brian Windhorst. <laughs> oh, you love him. <laughs> Big fan of Windy. Big fan of Windy. Anyway, um, he, they were talking about how Draymond Green's, um, Draymond Green's con- his extension was signed in such a way that would allow him to be dealt, uh, by presumably the Golden State Warriors, if they so wish, this trade deadline this year. And that was, that kind of set off a bit of a firestorm because obviously everyone is kind of looking at the Celtics roster and they're saying, does a big move need to be made? We gotta do it. Who's the next guy? Who's worth it? How's it gonna work? Blah, 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 blah. Um, I, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm, first of all, there's, so there's two thoughts. One, do you need to make a move? Do you see what you do with, with what you have? I think. And then the other question is, how much does it cost to get whatever you're gonna upgrade to? And kind of the, as I've kind of churned my way through the podcast dude your weekend, uh, that has been, that's been kind of the conversation is, do you need to do it? Do we not need to do it? Let's see what's going on. What do you think? I mean, do you think that this is, uh, what is, how, how long is too long before the Celtics make a decision in terms of what they do? Uh, you know, do they have the, or do they have the assets right now, players on the roster right now who they can compete with? You know, do they give more, 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 uh, opportunity to Robert Williams, let's say, who's performed way well? Tice has performed pretty well. What do you think? I think they leave it alone. Leave it alone. And here's why. If the chemistry is working, let it ride. 
you can do whatever you need to do in the off season. You know what I mean? Contracts will be coming up. Extensions will be signed, dot, dot, dot. I think you got to just sit tight. Don't you think? I mean, who are they going to get? Who's available? Well, I mean, that's, you know, if you're looking at someone like Draymond Green, if he was, no, 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 that's no, a you don't go scenario. Nah, nah, he's, he's on the other side of it. He's on, I know he's still young, but he's on the other side of it. You can tell. Don't you think? On the well, downside, like an early downside, because he's a little undersized. So as he slows down a little bit, like longer players kind of, you know, last a little bit longer, but I, I, I thought he was on the downside last year. Yeah, he his his shooting had had really dipped. I mean, he was a thirty three percent shooter, thirty eight nine percent. It's only what twenty eight, twenty nine. Uh, let's see, he's twenty. Looking it up, he's twenty nine. Going to be thirty this year. So, yeah, he's not a great shooter. Thirty percent shooter from three at this point. Last three years, he's been right. Last four years, he's been right around that number. Um. And, you know, I mean, still defensively, he is, uh, an amazing, amazing defender, uh, in theory, but, you know, he, actually he has not been great so far this year. And last year he was not great. So, I, you know, for me personally, would I, I probably wouldn't look in that direction right now, but it's early. Uh, I, you know, by the time you get to Jan, you know, February, you might look in a different direction if you're the Celtics, you, you know, but, um, clearly t- to me, clearly the Celtics need to add someone who is more solid, more reliable, more flexible, uh, as they enter the playoffs. I'm not sure that they can compete, you know, with certainly let's, let's throw Philly out of the, out of the equation right now, but your average good NBA team, I'm not sure that they have enough in the middle to be able to compete in a, in a seven game series, let's say. No. So. They definitely don't. Yeah. Which, they definitely don't. Which is really what it's about, right? But, I mean. But I think the only team that they have to be worried about with that is Philly. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe LA. Probably LA. Not the Clips, but the Lakes. You know what I mean? Anthony Davis could be a real problem for them. Yeah, yeah. But if, the, but if the Clippers make it, are you really scared about the roster construction? I'm not. And you know, they obviously can beat Milwaukee, but it's not really the the big man in the middle that's a concern there. It's Giannis, right? It's so when you you know, really, it's Philly, it's Embiid. That's yeah. who you're concerned about. So, uh, yeah, that's it for me. And, Lakers, and me, Lakers in Philly, ironically, actually, if you think uh, about it, Lakers in Philly. Mm. So gross. So gross. I mean, I, to me, like with Philly, I don't think I, t- I take a lot from the first game. I thought both, the, both teams were kind of out of sorts and trying to figure themselves out. And, you know, the next matchup, I think, will tell us a lot more about how the contrast of styles works. Um, but even still, the contrast of styles for a quick team works really well in, you know, <laughs> mid-January. But when you slow down in the playoffs and it becomes a grinded-out game, size does seem to matter. And we've seen that. Isaiah, you know, was lighting up every team known to man. And then he'd, he'd get to the playoffs and they'd switch, switch, switch. And then they're switching him on to LeBron. And, 
it's a wrap, you know, and that's, and I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen. In fact, I think probably the Celtics are the ones who can maybe take advantage of more switches and more situations to benefit them probably with that quicker, you know, faster lineup, but it's still going to be a problem. And, you know, finding that next Dal Horford is, is a real challenge. You know, is it better to hold on to what they have, not spend their draft capital, not spend, you know, some of these younger players and consolidate and instead, you know, hope that a Robert Williams kind of takes the leap. And, and, oh, by the way, his numbers are really good. So, you know, and I, I don't want to throw that away. I want to see what I have there with Robert Williams before, you know, trying to, you know, figure out if I got to spend a lot. The team is so here. young. If you just hang on to it and grow them together, it can be wildly beneficial versus trying to cash in and age up right off the bat. And, and honestly, if you were going to age up like that, then why didn't you just give Al Horford the money he was asking for so he would stick around? Cause then you'd have your Embiid stopper in the postseason. So that's not the, that's not the direction they're going. So why trade assets away for somebody who's not as good as Al Horford when you could have just paid Al Horford to stay? Uh, you know what I mean? And maybe you would have had a bad contract. It just, it's not congruent. Even if we would want to do it, it doesn't make sense for the Celtics to do it. The only way it makes sense is if they trade younger talent for young talent. And they just, you know, take one of those wings, which is, you know, a little bit of a commodity, right? It's hard to come by really good wings in this league. So, um, you trade, you know, maybe a Jalen Brown and, you know, like they talked about and you go get a Miles Turner. And I'm not saying I want to do that because I actually like the small team. To be honest with you, I like the small, scrappy, fast. I think they can get more on te- up tempo. I don't even think they've begun to hit pace. I think they're still just trying to figure it out. You know, the rhythm and everything of the defense and switching. But I think if they get, if they, if they just add 10% more speed to all of that, the steals that we've seen happen a couple of times a game could go up to five, six times a game. It could get really up tempo. And I think I would like to really see them push that ball hard because, um, they're going to get younger, which means they're going to have legs, right? If they don't make a trade, they're just going to add more youth to this team and more youthful depth. And they're going to build a culture. And they're going to build a culture that comes from everybody wanting to prove themselves and establish themselves. And then you're going to have somebody like Hayward and Kemba who are two extremely unselfish leader types that is perfect for those roles, you know, unlike the player who shall not be named. Right. Well, and, and you know, the pace – argument I think is a really good one right now they're only about an average team in terms of uh, picking up the tempo which is kind of interesting because I would have thought it's all about the defense with that team well you know, they, they try to slow it down on defense and that's what slows down everything yeah but, but, they've but also if they create the ball over yeah. yeah exactly that's what I mean so you think it would offset that a bit but um, that pace number has been uh, you know, I would have thought they would have been top 10 team in pace just because of uh, their situation. Maybe that's related to the fact that they're, they've been playing some of their starters more minutes. I mean, 38 minutes and, uh, for a lot of those guys the other night against Milwaukee, a uh, little bit less, but, but, but high, also a high number against New York. Brad certainly feels like the need to play these guys a little bit more. So maybe he's 
you know, turning down the juice a bit in terms of getting the up and down thing going. But, you know, the, the big help for this team in terms of offense, the real boost that they've had is they're actually, they're about, their free throw rate is about 25% better this year than it was last year. They're getting to the cup. You know, Kemba's getting to the cup a lot lately. Jason has made some strides there, though needs a little bit more. Certainly Gordon. I mean, even, even Marcus Smart, uh, you know, all those guys are getting to the line and, and that grifting is really helping them kind of make that step as a, a more efficient offensive team. You know, I still think they have a ways to go, but I think that the strides are certainly there and the signs are there that they could be a really good offensive team if they just continue to improve that, at that same sort of rate. Um, and, 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 and finish better around the rim. They haven't been shooting the ball very well. So, you know, some of those early quarter, uh, first half struggles, if they kind of water finds this level in that, uh, in that regard over, over, you know, maybe the next five games, uh, maybe they start shooting the ball pretty well and they go from being a, a, a decently efficient offensive team to one that's, you know, maybe much more of a, of a higher echelon offensive team, maybe even potentially a top five offensive team. They certainly have the horses and when we see them turning on in these second halves of games, you can see that there is uh, a great deal of potential there to be really dynamic in that end of the court. It's going to be awesome when you hit the doldrums part of the season. If they can maintain the energy, they're going to capitalize in a time that the last few seasons has actually been a struggle for them. It could be a strength instead of that, that negative. And that would be phenomenal. All right. Let's make our predictions for the coming week. Are you ready? Um, pulling it up. Yeah. I think so. I think I'm ready. First game, uh, tonight. Tonight, yes. well, it'll yep. be tonight by the time anybody listens to this. Celtics and Cavs. Cavs are two and four, one of the worst teams, really. Although Kevin Love, almost back to his Minnesota days now that he's the only thing going. <laughs> 20 plus points, 14 plus rebounds. It's really interesting. It's really interesting for his career to kind of take that slide around LeBron and Kyrie and then all of a sudden slide right back in on a bad team. Isn't that funny to you? Hilarious, especially in a way. Since How bad we wanted him. We're right. He's uh, kind of spurned the Celtics. He kind of wanted to come here or come there as opposed to coming to the Celtics. Uh, so, you know, in a way, I don't feel that bad about it, but <laughs> that's all right. I don't either. Okay. So that, that's tonight. And yes, then tonight. Thursday, we get old friend Terry Rozier, not in the preseason, but in a real game, not practice, but a real game. And Kemba, right? And it's a homecoming. They're going to be down in Charlotte. That game's on TNT at 8 o'clock. Then no back-to-back, so that's nice. San Antonio Spurs at 5 on Saturday, which is great because I can still enjoy the rest of my night without my family getting irritated at me for not hanging out. So that game will be over by 7.30, 8 o'clock, right on the money, just in time for a fire outside. And I think we've got a Monday game, Dallas Mavericks and Luka yep. Doncic uh, going freak show. Dude, two serious Oscar Robertson-style triple doubles. First one against LeBron James and then again. Just dominating, dominating. Killing it. Yeah, he's killing it right now. He's almost averaging triple double. He's we thought he'd be good. 26, 9.5, and, and 10 right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might we be good, folks. He- 
<laughs> we thought he'd be good. We, we we knew there was a good chance he'd be great. Nobody thought that he'd be putting up these kinds of – like, he keeps this up. Those are all-star numbers for, like, Hall of Fame on the way. Mm-hmm. That's some ridiculous stuff. They're four and two, so right now, at least at the time we do this. So we got four games, tough ones, hidden in, heading into that tough stretch, starting with the Spurs on Saturday. But Spurs and, and uh, Dallas is going to be rough. Charlotte will be fun. Cleveland is meh. What's your predictions? Meh. Yeah, uh, so meh. And hopefully we'll get our Jalen back because I need to see my boy. <laughs> our Jalen back. Yeah, he used to come back. I need him. Yeah. I yes. Uh, no, I, I think I'm going to go three and one. Uh, I'm tempted to go two and two to be completely honest, but I'm going to go three and one. And I think they get the Mavs, but I think the Spurs, there's just something there. The Celtics always struggle against the Spurs, uh, and, and DeRozan. I, and DeRozan. And DeRozan. DeRozan. All the more reason. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm totally three and one. Yeah. I think they take Cleveland. You know, I definitely think they take Charlotte. And I, mostly because Kemba goes home. It's a home game for Kemba. Yep. So I don't think that's a salty fan base. I think they appreciate what he's done. And I think he's going to feel nice at home, nice and at home. And he's shook off the first game or two jitters and, you know, he's got two 30 point games under his belt and, uh, he's feeling pretty good. And I think when he goes into, goes into Charlotte, he's going to be giving them uh I miss you guys performance and it's going to be good. And he's not so selfish that that's going to undermine their ability to win like it might with another player. So, uh, but I'm with you. I think DeRozan has always, you know, kind of made things difficult. Even when we had young, long players, I remember saying Jalen is the guy who can make DeRozan, you know, I don't think so. And, uh, you know, they get Aldridge and, and their well-coached team, dot, 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 dot. So I think you're right. But I think Marcus Smart gives Luca fits. And I think there's a shot, like a legit shot that Marcus might start that game, even if Brown's healthy. Well, you know, just kind of looking at who they've played. I mean, they've, they played the Wizards. He went, he went toe to toe with Beal. Uh, Beal's not exactly a defensive player. Um, you know, Drew Holiday in the next game against the Pelicans. Um, Portland, neither of those guys, those guards are going to give him a run. Um, so even though the LeBron, uh, well, I, I, excuse me, I, I skipped the, the Denver Nuggets game. Um, and then Cleveland, they bombed him by 20. I, They've had, he's been pushed, but, um, I don't think he's been pushed to the level where Boston is going to throw with, where Boston is going to throw at him with either Smart or, or Jalen Brown, frankly. I mean, I, you're right. I, I trust Smart in that situation a little bit more than I do Jalen just because of the fact that Doncic is so crafty and that I would prefer to have our crafty guy go up against their crafty guy uh, as opposed to Jalen who's uh, certainly skillful but but perhaps is prone to lapses and a guy like Luca could really take advantage so I'm I'm all with that I, I and I 
I think it could be, that could be a really good win. You know, to go lose on the road in San Antonio, to go two and one on the road trip, not bad. But if you come home and then set that mark against a team that right now is number one in the league in offensive rating, I think that'd be a really good mark to, to set in terms of being halfway through the month and really, you know, uh, making a good mark for this team because they really are under the radar at four and one. Nobody is talking about the Boston Celtics right now except for Celtics fans. Everyone else is talking about everybody else. They're talking about ESPN. Miami. ESPN though ranks them high, you know, like in but the power still behind rankings. Milwaukee. Still no. behind Milwaukee. They no, beat I Milwaukee. thought they were above Milwaukee. No, they were. They were well. well the one I saw, they were below them. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. You know, but I, I like, think. Yeah, I don't know. Here's what's going to happen. Two more weeks. Hayward yeah. keeps playing like he has. They're going to be talking about him completely different. Don't worry. They'll get there, dude. Let's, let's let them beat us down so we can yeah. rise from the ashes like the Phoenix. All right. This broadcast will be available on demand on the CLNS Media mobile app. Ah! <laughs> And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CSL underscore Justin and at CSL underscore Duke. Our heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in. And remember that you can help support the show by subscribing to Celtic Stuff Live on iTunes and Stitcher. We'd love it if you gave us a rating and a review because <laughs> John, stop it. Your feedback is important to the show. For staff writer Samuel Elias, executive producer, Where's your Elias? Hey, I was, no, I, was, I, I thought we'd go to the next one. I thought we were skipping Sammy. I was oh, going to go to okay. Larry. Executive producer, Larry! <laughs> the founder of CLNS Media, Nick Gelso, and my co-host, John Duke. I'm Justin Poulin. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Celtic Stuff Live. All right, so you were talking about Yes. You were talking about, do we trade the assets and the players and da 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 But that Memphis pick, they're right there, probably in the bottom five of the league, and it's top six protected. I think we want it to wait another year. I think we want the unprotected. I think Milwaukee uh, – Milwaukee. I think Memphis will be bad again one more year, and then we really want to get another, like, top one or two pick, maybe top three. That would be phenomenal for the Celtics to add at that stage in the game because just as Kemba's phasing out and just as, you know, Hayward, I think Hayward's going to come back at the end of this contract, actually. I really do. Um, but I, I may be a shorter term deal or whatever. I, but I think he, I think he's going to end up coming back. And, um, but either way, Having that pick wait just one more year and get four years of the rookie salary kind of tailing out and it could be a guard, then that could be somebody that's really transitioning in as maybe Kemba is phasing out. Because I don't think they're going to have Kemba after this contract. I think that's it. Or if he does, it's one of those veteran bargain kinds of you know what I mean he's just hanging around <laughs> he's been here five minutes and you're like I think he's gone after this well this he's gonna it. be 34 and he's an undersized guard yeah I mean I think he's pretty much years. a guarantee yeah but he'll opt out after the third year so I mean he'll be 33 and then the question will be it, there'll be a tough question you know how well will he play will his play have dropped off is it going to be an Al Horford situation you know, I think that's kind of where they'll be with him. Um, I think they'd It'd love just to just be keep great him. if they could get a good point guard with that Memphis pick two years from now. 
because they'll have said player for about a year with three more years in the rookie deal and tons of max salary still on the books. So it'll give them a ton of flexibility to stay competitive. Do you, you move that pick or do you want it to convey this year? Do you want it even if it means that we get the seventh pick overall or do you want it to tail off one more year? Well, you know, it's, it's funny. We're, we are, we have not started the college basketball, uh, you know, kind of, um, you know, we always go into the draft stuff early on. We haven't kind of gone there. Um, but you know, if we, if we were going there, you know, there is, you know, I, I don't know that we're at the point where we're ranking the draft. I don't know that we're, uh, I don't think we're as strong perhaps in that area. Certainly once you get outside the top handful there. So yeah, I mean, theoretically at this point, I'd rather wait and have a pick of the litter and not know what, um, what we're going to end up with. Whereas at this point, it looks like a lot of the best players will be within that top five. So might as not stick around. There's also a question though, whether Wiseman, the guy at the center there that's in Memphis, whether or not he's actually as good as people think he is. Cause a lot of people have had their eyes on him as a player for a while. Uh, he may not be as good as people have, have, have advertised. So we're going to see that pretty soon. Uh, college basketball kicking off really this week. Uh, some of the Duke players, Duke and, and, and Kansas kicking off and, uh, or tipping off, I suppose. Uh, we'll see where that goes. I, 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 I don't think I'm at a point where I'm, I want to pick a player, um, because I think that it's, I think as an asset, the Celtics could use it as a trade chip. I think that's what they need to use it for. I do not see a way in which a 24-year-old, 25-year-old uh, Jason Tatum wants should be worrying about an 18-year-old coming in. You know, I think it. I think they're at a point where they need to use that as a trade chip, uh, but they got to maximize it. And I don't think they can really maximize that trade chip this season. Uh, that will be the the main question. And and you want to trade it? I I do I do, but I don't know who it's who for. And who you couple, couple that with to get something better. You know, I, I, I think you're right. I think Hayward does stay right now. If you were to ask me, I think Hayward does stay. I think he opts in and then tries to go into the, into the, uh, the contract uh, free agent palooza, uh, in the season, in summer of 2021 when there'll be a lot money, a lot more money available. And so there'll be a little bit of stability. He can have a, a proven track record of two seasons playing like this. Cash in on a last big contract before he, uh, you know, really starts to tail off. And I think that works out well for the Celtics. Uh, and he's what, 30 at that point? Yeah, I think so. I think he'd be 30 at that point. He could definitely get another three or four year deal just sure. fine. Yep. It probably won't be here, but if he, op- then the other question is if he opts in, does that then make him, you know, trade bait? He may opt out and look to sign a, a smaller deal, a two, three year deal with Boston. I don't know, but, uh, just to solidify where he is for next season. Uh, but I think, I think he's going to stay at this point. I just, there's been too much invested in him from Boston's point of view. Uh, and I think he seems like the type of guy that doesn't, uh, that wears that heavily. And I think that that's something that's important to him. Just a guess, no idea. Uh, but I, I want to trade, I, I want to trade that piece. I, I think they need to do that, but I don't know how they can, I don't know what the pathway is because right now so many guys are off the market. So um, if they use that to get Draymond Green, build them young. Green, build them young. No, build it young. Build it young. Build it. But eighteen—that's too young, isn't it? 
I mean, you put an 18 year old next to Jay, next to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Isn't that too young this year? But that's why I wanted to wait two years. They but, get much no, more. Still 18. That's what I'm saying. They're older, and then that's further from when the player is picked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, absolutely. I absolutely do because I just think that that. You're saying that the guys, that that player is going to be too young to make a difference for a yeah. couple of years and get through it. And you have these, I don't think that's necessarily true with a top two or three pick. I mean, Jason Tatum's in year three, right? And, and by all, I mean, look, look at the rebounding, look at the points. You know, that's exactly my, my whole theory is let's wait a year so that Kemba and Hayward and Tatum and Brown, hopefully, cause I'm saying don't trade anybody. Those players are getting right to the end. You bring in the 18 year old. It's one, maybe two seasons. And it really lets Kem, uh, it really lets Tatum and Brown emerge now that they're old enough and they can become the, they'll be almost the same age as Hayward by then, right? They'll be like 22 years from now. They'll be 25, 26. Mm. Yeah, uh, no, 25, 23 and 25, I think. 24, Jason, 25. I thought they were only a year apart. I know they well, were. Well, Jason's birthday is like six, is like March, is it? Oh, okay, right. And Jalen's is in the fall. So Jalen, Jalen just turned 24, or just yeah. turned 23, excuse me. Yeah, he just turned 23. So it'll be turning 24 and one already 25 to start that season. And then you have an 18 or a 19, could be a 19 year old. See, I think that's perfect because then they assert themselves through great role modeling from Kemba Walker and Hayward. And then that 18 year old is sort of like them. And there's enough distance that they're not competing for that playing time or ball possession need to invade, you know, like to get better. They'll become more efficient players. They'll have watched guys already do that for their benefit. And they'll be more willing to do it for an 18 year old to bring that level up. And then, especially if that player's talented. I mean, could you imagine if you draft a Luca? Doncic, Don, yeah. yeah, God, Doncic, you draft him to go with those two guys. It won't matter if he's eighteen or nineteen or twenty. You know what I mean? You win yeah. big, you win big on a facilitator score, and the three of them are playing together after Kemba's kind of phasing out, and maybe Hayward, you know, goes on to one last big contract. It's a big deal. Rob Williams, make it, you know, yeah. doing yeah. better at that point. But but you look at how many ball is your starting center. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> I just said that so you would loosen up and enjoy my theory. I I guess the issue is I, that I say is they could they win games? Yes. Can they win the championship? I'm not so sure. And that's that's what I'm looking at is how do we get Tatum and Brown? You were looking at that last year and it almost I'm still looking at everything it. with the whole I'm Oh my you, god. They're here. They're here. Stop looking for what's going to come save us and watch this team do what they did. Listen, they were in the Eastern Conference two years ago without Joe Schmo Dink. Nah. But they weren't going to win it. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't know that they wouldn't have been competitive if they had gotten by Cleveland. Competitive. Competitive isn't winning it though. Like, that's yeah, the but that problem. But they were so like, young. We were if you in just, it. I, if you just right. wait a little bit. Two more right. years, maybe they're in it. They the had a, they had a Horford, fast, dude. They had a Horford right. and, a, and an Done. IT. Done. It's just not enough. Like you need more veterans to win. I'm talking about the Terry Rozier season. 
I'm talking about the Kyrie's injured. I'm talking about the Terry Rozier season. Forget Isaiah. I'm okay. talking about Terry Rozier and Brown and Tatum and Horford going and making that run. I'm just telling you, that team was within one game of the NBA Finals, and they were super young. And now they're getting a little bit older. I think you're undercutting. I think you're. Sh- I think you're cutting them short. I can't wait till the season keeps going on, dude. Just watch what chemistry means. That's it. And it, ev- and everybody else, if you're still listening, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs>